You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. How are you at talking to your kids about sex? I don't mean how babies are made. I mean stuff like when they start touching themselves or when they ask why you have pubic hair and they don't or when they walk in on you and you're changing a tampon. How are you with the, let's face it, awkward stuff? Kath Hackinson is the founder of Sex Ed Rescue, and she's all about teaching parents how to talk about sex. Hi, Kath. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. I'm good, thanks. <laughs> so why did you start Sex Ed Rescue? Oh, look, I've been working in the area for a very long time. And, you know, I've talked to clients about what they do in the bedroom all the time. And then I had my own kids. And I noticed that, you know, my daughter would be sitting at the kitchen table with her hands down her pants, having a good fiddle. And it was like, oh, what do I do? And then I thought, oh, I'd better start talking about stuff. And then I thought, well, how do I start? I just didn't know what to do and what to say. And the more I looked online for information, the more overwhelmed I got. Well, the thing is about that sort of stuff, like parents can sometimes be shocked at their child's behavior and that leaves them speechless, let alone trying to explain other concepts to to them. Do you find that as well, that, you know, if it comes to a child touching themselves, parents can just be like, you're too young to do that? Yeah, and also fear of sexual abuse because you get on Facebook and there's so much stuff about stranger danger, you know, do you do play days, do you do sleepovers? And then you see your kid doing something like that. And, of course, we've always got our sex glasses on, so we see it as something sexual, whereas it's not really. Yeah, well, so what is it for them, for those parents who are a bit unsure still? Um, it's our, I think the biggest, well, it's about that discomfort because most of us have got bad memories of sex education. Our parents either didn't talk to us about it at all or we got in trouble for asking questions or talking about stuff. So I think for a lot of us, we just don't know how to deal with it because it's not something you see someone doing. You don't go to the park and see someone doing sex education or if they do, it's usually someone calls the police. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, it's probably not a very comfortable thing to come across. Yeah, yeah, that would be illegal at the park. But it's not something that you talk about. You don't sort of, like I know when I used to go to the park with friends, we none of them would bring up and talk about just such a taboo topic. They'd talk about nappies, talk about other things, but they wouldn't talk about the kids asking questions and stuff, unless it was something really funny and safe. So if that was something that would happen... When we talk about masturbation, is it again? Is it a different context to what we talk about for adults? Yeah, I call it more fiddling, hands down the pants, because it usually isn't masturbation like what we would do as an adult where we do it for sexual pleasure or because we're frustrated or you're on edge and you do it for that reason. But with kids, it's really, really basic. They might put their hands down their pants and have a bit of a fiddle and go, oh, that feels nice. But they might also tickle their foot and go, that feels nice as well. So it's just something nice that they usually discover. Some kids will do it though, like um, daycares often have, um, I I used to get a lot of phone calls from mums who would say, look, my four-year-old will put her hands down her pants and that's how she puts herself to sleep. So some kids will bring it in as part of a routine, but often, not usually. And, And what do you think, or what have you found parents struggle with the most when it comes to talking to their children? Is it about that sort of thing or is it about their own sexuality? Oh, I think it's more 
What I've found is that it's fear. It's fear of saying too much, taking away their innocence, sexualizing them. It's a whole lot of other things. I don't think it's their own. Sometimes it is their own baggage um, or their own fears. But usually it's the fear of if I say something, what will it do to my child? Am I actually harming my child by saying something or am I helping them? And what's your response to that when they, when they come to you with those concerns? What, what's your response to the fear that you might tell your kid too much? Well, luckily there's a whole heap of research that sort of dispels a lot of those myths. So I put a lot of energy into before I actually teach people about what to do is actually working out, well, what's actually stopping you from doing it now? Um, So just giving them that information. It's like the loss of innocence. It's like, well, what do you actually call innocence? Um, Because I live in the inner city. So my kids know what prostitution is. They're 12 and 8, but they're still innocent. So it's those, what's your definition of innocence? And it's, yeah. And why is it important? thing to to be open with your kids about those sorts of things so for me for kids knowing about this stuff I think it's better to let them know what stuff is rather than to say you're too young for that or to hide them from it because it's not just about answering your kids questions it's about that trust and kids are really smart they work out if mum and dad evade certain topics so they won't bring it up and talk about it so the fear of not answering them is that they get the message that you're not happy to talk about that stuff Therefore, they won't come back and talk to you again about it. And and I'm assuming when we want to open a conversation, we want the conversation to be from when they're really small to when they're older. Yeah, it's about setting yourself up when they're young so that you're the one that they come to. So if they go to school and someone's talking about someone looking sexy or talking about some rude movies that they saw on the iPad on the weekend, you want your kids to come home and tell you about that stuff so that you can sort of do that harm minimisation, a bit of damage control, I guess. Because at the end of the day... The world we live in is just so different to when we were growing up. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Kath Hackinson. She's the founder of Sex Ed Rescue. And we're talking about, um, you know, the awkward conversations that we sometimes have with our children. Kath, you were mentioning in the beginning your daughter's, your experience with your daughter and you just couldn't find the words. Is that part of what you're teaching parents is how to actually speak in a developmentally appropriate age to children about these issues? Yeah, it's about getting, I probably, calling it sex ed, sex education probably isn't what I'm all about, but it's the words that people recognise. So that having one talk when someone's going through puberty isn't the approach. So now it's that talking every day in a natural way so that if you're walking down the street and you see two men kissing on the park and your child says, oh, what are they doing? You might go, what do you think they're doing? They're kissing. And so addressing stuff as you see it in that sort of, yeah, keeping it natural. And what age do you think it is appropriate to start talking like that with children? Uh, probably from the very beginning. And it can start with things as simple as, why do you have hair down there? Yeah, so what's the response to that? Cause <laughs> because they're always comparing you to their own bodies. Oh. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's, this is part of the development that they go through is working out the differences. And, you know, there's like 
you could basically say anything. You could say, oh, because I'm a grown-up and that's what happens when you're a grown-up or you could use it as an opportunity to say, oh, well, that's because I've been through puberty and that's what will happen to your body one day when you grow up. <laughs> and, the, and the thing with that stuff I find difficult anyway is that I don't want to freak my children out and particularly my daughter because we live in a flat and so she knows every time it's that time of the month and I was like that would be completely freaky for a child and yet I still sometimes find it hard because I feel like if I explain what's happening I'm going to have to explain fertility and having babies and I'm like and all I want to do is get ready for work. Um, Do you have any succinct and age-appropriate way to explain periods? Um Oh, like I'm trying to, when my kids first walked in on me in the bathroom, I think it was my son, and he saw what I was doing and he was scared because he saw blood and he thought, oh, mum's hurt. So that was just simple of, no, mate, that's my period and that's what happens once a month. All women get that and I'm not hurt. I don't need a Band-Aid, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Just keeping it very basic. Yeah. And also, kids, it's like talking to them about anything. Their eyes glaze over pretty quickly, so their attention span is always short. Do you think girls can... I I remember my daughter saying something to me like, Mummy, I don't want that to happen to me when I'm older. And I was like, oh, darling, none of us want it to happen to us. (laughs) But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want you to be worrying about that at five. Yeah, my daughter has worried about that as well because we'll talk about stuff and she'll say, but Mum, I don't want to do that sex stuff one day. And it's like, well, you don't want to now, and that's good. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm happy with that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I explained to her that her brain and her body will, she'll be ready for it one day. Um, it's like leaving home. It's like the thought of leaving home and cooking and buying their own food and stuff is scary. But as I explained to her, you'll be ready for it by then. You'll be more grown up and more mature. So, um, Kath, what have you found from the parents that you've kind of helped with this stuff? Like, how have they responded to talking to their kids about sex? The biggest issue for a lot of them is, um, as I've said, that fear of saying too much. But it's also the thing is, um, I run a Facebook group, and what's really good about it is we do lots of role modelling in there. So, like this week, we're talking about where do babies come from, and I've started it off with, well, okay, what have you all said? And they all pipe in, and this is the thing, they all have different responses. And I think that the biggest issue for a lot of parents is that um, it's that they don't actually need like a lot of help. It's more just that little bit of a point in the right direction and say, well, this is what you can say. If you say too much, it doesn't matter because they'll forget about it. <laughs> oh, I love that idea. Well, Kath, um, thank you for giving us a little starter on sex education with children. Um, I might point people to your website if they want to find out more. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much, Kath. Cheers. That's Kath Hackinson. She's the founder of Sex Ed Rescue, and she does do courses for parents and children, and you can find all of that information up on our website. Just head to kindling.com.au. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.